Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I am your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Except for last week. <laughs> last week, we just Becky wasn't feeling well, so we took a week off. And yes. to be quite honest with you guys... I'm not doing so well mentally. I have not been keeping up with a lot of the posting on the podcast page, which is something I wanted to just mention this evening and just tell you guys I'm sorry that I haven't been keeping up with that. I am not... I'm I'm okay. Let me just start by saying that. I am okay. I'm just... I'm kind of t- staying away from social media as much as I can right now. It's just... Same. <laughs> there's just a lot going on in my personal life mentally for me right now and I just I'm gonna get better and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna want to do all that stuff which is why I'm like I'm just gonna leave it live for a minute and then I'm gonna come back because I know it's gonna be <clears throat> it was getting to the point where I felt like I was forcing it and I don't want to do that because I want it to feel uh genuine right yeah, and exactly. when I feel like I'm forcing to do something like that, I can't think and I, I'm not having fun with it and it's just a chore. And honestly, this podcast right now is the only thing that doesn't feel like a chore. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> but the I will get back into posting more once I'm in a better spot mentally. But like I said, guys, I'm honestly okay. Like, don't don't worry. I'm not, you know, doing going to I'm not like deep, deep depression i'm I'm actually like okay i just wanted to mention you probably haven't seen the two uh i said transformation tuesday (laughs) treat yourself tuesdays and the movie reviews are just on hold for right now but i will i will get back to those i I promise um (laughs) because it's just a great year Well, I mean, it's same, same goes for me, you know, I mean, we, we have both been very vocal about our mental health on this podcast and because we know how important it is overall, um, to everyone and a lot of people who listen, um, and it's not something that should be stigmatized. It should be something that people should feel open in regards to discussing. And, uh, uh, both of us are going through a lot of things right now and I'm going through some very deeply personal things right now. And that's, um, a big part of the reason why I haven't posted is I, I don't really post a lot anyway. Um, just because I just don't, (laughs) but, um, I'm a social media guru. Yeah, you are. But I mean, like, as far as like my personal Becky Gremlin page, I don't, I don't post all the time, but, um, you know, I've got other, you know, with uh, Calm Your Body Down, obviously, you know, the business is still, it's still there. It's still very important to me. It's just something that, you know, unfortunately, keeping keeping up with, I, I'm not the type of person to keep up with social media like that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who they, you know, they make it their life. And there's certain people that expect that of people that have have a platform like we do and they expect you to post all the time and they expect if you use social media as a platform or a business or you're an influencer or whatever, um, that you have to constantly be on it all the time. And, and I just, 
my life doesn't work that way. <laughs> I just, I personally can't do that. Um, I just, you know, for my mental health, I know for me personally, especially, I, I can't, I can't do it because it just, when something feels more like work and less like an enjoyment, then it's time to pull out. And I feel like that goes for anything, you know. That's when, why I stopped streaming. Yeah, you know, Chris, or uh, you Casper, has, Casper has things that she <laughs> loves to do. And I have things that I love to do. You know, we love this podcast. She loves streaming. I love my businesses. I do, you know, we love these things that we do. But it's, if it was a constant every day, all the time, um, or even just, you know, just a constant, if, if it's not something that you can take a break from, then it's, it's not fun anymore. And it can, if you've, if you've already got, if you already have mental health issues to begin with, that will just compound it because instead of it being something that's enjoyable as an escape, it becomes detriment. It can potentially become detrimental to your mental health. And, um, social media is very toxic. I don't, you know, it, it's, People can say whatever they want, but it is very, it's extremely toxic, but, um, it is something that has to be used and utilized. But, but with that being said, there can be, it's, it's like the thing where they say, you know, a person can be a good, it's like that line from men in black, like a person can be a good person, but people in general are crazy. You know what I mean? It's like, Social media is fucking toxic. I don't care how you want to put it. We're not, I'm not going to have this discussion with anybody. It's toxic. It's toxic all the way around. But you can be fortunate enough to meet certain people from social media that happen to be good people. So, you know, it's one of those things where a rose grows out of concrete. Yep. You know, it can happen. So I have, I have an endless list of amazing, incredible friends that I have. And yes, friends from social media. Twitter especially, to be honest. Um, but I posted something the other day on Twitter about the fact that I took a break from, from social media and lost 40 followers. A lot of people seem to take that wrong because a lot of people took it as me being upset over losing 40 followers. That is not what I was saying. I was saying social media is toxic because the fact that you, I took a break from social media and lost that many followers. That's why I'm saying social media is toxic. Right. Because you take a break for your mental health. I didn't give a fuck that I lost followers because I know... My friends on there are going to stay. It's quality over quantity. I've always said that. And a lot of people were like, it's kind of toxic that you pay attention that closely to your followers. And I'm like, that's not why I'm upset. I wasn't upset over losing 40 followers. Fuck them. I could give a shit. My, I was upset because I was like, holy shit. This was the moment when I realized how social me how toxic social media is because someone's like hey i'm taking a break from my mental health and people unfollow you for that because they're like it's not about you yeah i want my content and i need it right now that's what bothered me but you know yeah but i'm like I, yeah fuck them i don't care right i yeah. could give a shit if i lost 100 followers okay bye <laughs> like i i don't care 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I just kind of wanted to start out by talking about that a little bit because we, we both have been struggling lately. Um, and I know that I'm the one that usually does social media, so I'm kind of out more in the social media and I haven't been and that's why. So, you know, we're just kind of taking a step back and doing our own thing. But of course the podcast means the world to us. And to be honest with you, like I said, this podcast does not seem like a chore. It does not come across to me like a chore. It doesn't feel like work. And it, it's one of the one things that, one of the few things that really keep me going. So. It's always um, been something that's been enjoyable because yeah. it's something that we care about. So, yeah. I mean, and just for the record, I know anybody that's been a fan for a while. Um, and I know for a while I threw around the idea of getting or um, having a Twitter page and honestly the more I've thought of I'm not gonna fucking do it <laughs> I'm just not I'm not I don't need I don't need any more than what I already have I'm I'm not gonna do it because bottom line of it is people would expect content from me and you're just not gonna fucking get it I'm not I'm not gonna post anything rarely ever I'm I'm just not gonna do it because I'm not gonna be dedicated to it because this isn't you know I have a whole I have a very my circle is very small and I keep my life very private and that has suited me very, very well because I have an incredibly, really happy life. And, uh, I just, I don't need to share that with everybody. <laughs> and that's okay. You don't <laughs> and and it's, it's kept me the happiest I've, I've ever been in my whole life by not sharing that with people. <laughs> nothing wrong with that so i just you know i i just and i i feel like a lot of people are going to hear me say that and they're going to 110 percent understand exactly where i'm coming from like i'll see a lot of women that like they don't post their husbands they don't put like i don't because i'm my husband's like uh -uh, i'm not about that i want my business out there and i'm like yep i respect that and people don't need to know about my business anyway, you know, you know, I'm married. That's about all you need to know. So, I mean, like, that's it. Like, that's all you need to know. I'm married. I feel like that's, but I, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people would relate to that. I love how you just kept going. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm married. People are like, what? When did this happen? Is this an announcement? <laughs> what? What? Exclusive? What? That's hilarious. Her name is June for Lawrence. What's, Anyways, happened, in the what? Last, what? What's happened in the last week and a half? What? That's hilarious. I found Tom. <laughs> that's hilarious i married tom he just doesn't know it he's so fucking hot anyway he doesn't um, know it he doesn't at all what did he say <laughs> what did he say <laughs> all right guys so we did miss last week but oh yeah before we get into this week's episode which is the uh we were gonna wrap up last week with the end of pride month with the lgbtq rep in horror which is yeah, because we really about. wanted to do that. We really yeah. wanted to talk about that because um, we really feel like that's something that's important. Um, and so, not something that we talk about as a whole. So Of course. And even though it's not Pride Month anymore, it's Pride all the time. Uh, yeah. But before we get into that, a word from our small scene. Calm your body down. Bing. I'm mentally... Mentally unstable. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, guys, going, <laughs> this kind of is full circle to what we were talking about before. Um, 
I, you know, I didn't post, uh, obviously Black Lives, you know, if you guys have been following the Instagram, Black Lives Matter Monday is still going to always be a thing. I didn't post this past Monday because, you know, of the weekend. I hope everybody had a safe and enjoyable one. Um, but it will be back, um, I promise. Um, and, you know, typically around this time of year, things are slow anyway. I totally understand it. But, um, you know, I just want to let everybody know that even if they're following um, my personal Instagram, that yes, there are other things, other ventures I'm going into, but Calm Your Body Down is still going to be here. You know, anybody that has ordered before or is interesting, you know, or, or knows people that are interested in ordering, it is not something that's going to go away. Um, you know, I'm just opening up other avenues and seeing where other things take me. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a constant for now, you know, um, because people really do love the bath bombs and, um, you know, the body creams are always a big hit, uh, usually in the winter time. Typically that seems to be, uh, typically when I sell more, but, um, yeah, you know, it's still going to be a thing. I just wanted to make pe make sure people know that, that it is still going to be a constant, um, and yeah, like I said, you know, nothing new for now. Um, you know, uh, August is going to be fast approaching. So Can you um, believe that shit? The only thing that's really going to change uh, from here from or by then is what usually happens around that time of year where the um, pumpkin spice bath bombs come back. So that's going to be really the only thing that's happening. Um, for now, everything's just kind of the same. We still have the, um, you know, the blueberry lemon ones. We still have the orange basil ones right now. I'm also going to try something where I'm going to feature like different ones each week, like oh, just kind yeah. of do like maybe the rose petal ones one week and then another week, um, focus more on the, you know, the oatmeal honey ones are still available. So, um, link in the bio on the Instagram, it's calm your body down on Etsy. Everything is still, you know, exclusively sold on Etsy. Um, yeah. And then that's it. Come to my window. I love it. That's <laughs> um, such a great song. <laughs> calm your body down. Bing. I literally forgot. I was like, what was I doing? Because my You're brain like, was I like, forgot. come to my window. You got Melissa Etheridge on the brain. It's totally, but that's, I mean, it's appropriate. We are going to be talking about gay things. So it's very appropriate to open with a Melissa Etheridge song. Come to my Or you could have done the Indigo Girls. You could have, I mean, I'm, I'm just. I'd I'm, rather be drunk, but at least I'm I'm, I'm taking gay artists just out of the blue. I'm trying Lady to Gaga. I can. Um, it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Just put your paws up, because you were born this way, baby. <laughs> I love it. But guys, we're going to talk about gay horror. Two of our favorite things. <laughs> Actually, it is two my two favorite things two in the entire world. Things. Women. Two favorite things. And horror. <laughs> Whammon. Whammon. <laughs> Whammon. <laughs> So, basically, what we're going to kind of do is just throw around movies that have introduced gay characters. Um, sometimes they're very obvious. Sometimes they're not. I appreciate when they're not. Um, and, you know, talk about gay actors, gay actresses, actresses, lord, <laughs> queer 
actresses and actors that are in uh, horror movies as well. And kind of just give a broad overview. And of course, we'll probably, you know, just throw in some crushes in there as well. Because why wouldn't we? Because whammon. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whammon. So I had like that list. Um, if you wanted to. So huge shout out to my friend Alice. Um, Alice is an amazing human being. A social media. Someone I met from social media. Someone I met from Twitter. Uh, she is transgender, and um, she is absolutely fucking awesome. Huge, 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 huge in the horror uh, community. She is actually working on, she posted about this, there's a mental health horror documentary that she's a part of, and she's helping trying to get it funded. Um, but she's huge into queer horror, and I told her, I was like, hey, since you're, like, a really, really big ho queer horror guru, shoot off some shit, like, movies that come to the top of your head. Because, obviously, me and Becky had thought of some, but I wanted to dig in her brain. I wanted to get in her brain and be like, you know, what? what's some stuff that you've thought of? So, she starts off with the faculty. First of all, I would just like to say the faculty is a fucking brilliant piece of genius and if you haven't seen the faculty i'm sorry for your life um but clea duvall i really am sorry for your life oh, sorry <laughs> well first of all that that movie even even not pertaining necessarily to queer horror that movie is just an early 2000s dream because it literally has that cast everybody the cast everybody <laughs> think of any popular actor in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they're in that fucking movie. Josh Hartnell so was just, in that movie, wasn't yes, he? Yes, and I thought, his yeah. hair. Um, his hair is a cast member by it itself. It took some years, okay? You know, he's got it laid now. It's perfect. It looks good You guys now. have seen him? He looks, it looks, I mean, the facial hair, the hair on so top, bad, everything man. looks great. But for a <laughs> while, it was doing something. I don't know what it was doing, but it was doing something. It wasn't doing good things. It was so not doing good things at all. <laughs> no. No. Um, it needed a stern talking to. I don't know what was going on with his hair. Michael tried to talk. Oh, wait, Michael didn't talk. I'm a fucking dumbass. Discipline. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, I, I wanted to just mention that because the cast is, is literally insane. But, um, yeah, Clea Duvall's, that was the first movie I ever saw her in. And I was like, whoa, Raggy. <laughs> Clea du can we just... I was like, "What?" Let's take this moment and appreciate Clea Duvall. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an, a, a Clea Duvall appreciation moment um, because Crush also. Um, yes, I've got a crush on you. She's she's like a pass. I would de I would definitively say she's a pass for me. Yeah, pass is putting it nicely. Like one of those, like, "Hey, babe, can I?" Sure. Okay. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some people out there that know him and they're like, I thought Johnny Depp was your look. He will forever. You get a male and a female but, pass, do you not? Uh, oh, oh, well then I guess you do. So then she's like, <laughs> said, well then I guess you do. I don't know where I've been, but if that's, if Dems the rules, then well, fuck. Clea um, Duvall, I love that she like randomly appears in shit. Oh, she's guys, like, look. From, when she like came I said, into Handmaid's Tale out of absolutely fucking nowhere, I was like, Clea Duvall. When from I the watched late the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, then. I was like, Clea Duvall. From the late like, 90s until now, she will literally randomly pop up and stuff, and it makes me so happy. Sarah Paulson does the same thing. 
We will get to Sarah Paulson later. That's a whole other Yay. We will, um, we will get to Sarah Paulson. That woman. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right now, Clea Duvall. Okay. Yes, that's right. It's, <laughs> we'll get to, still, we'll get it's to still about her. I forgot. So, Clea Duvall uh, is in the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which is technically horror. She oh, plays incredible. Emma Borden. Uh, it's Lizzie's so good. Sister. It's so... If you guys have not watched that oh yet, obviously it's incredibly historically inaccurate. <laughs> but On purpose. it is amazing. It's perfect. It's absolutely amazing. It's Christina amazing. Ricci does nothing but captivate Lizzie Borden to AT, even though it is very historically accurate. Her inaccurate. It's the energy. It's the energy. Yep. And Cleo Duvall plays her sister and does it. Although it's very weird to see her play a straight. Her and Sarah Paulson play character. I When they play straight, <laughs> I have to sit there and go, huh? I don't like it. It's weird to me. Huh? Defoe? But, I mean, it really is one of those Defoe moments, because you're just like, I know you're not. And this isn't working. <laughs> like, you, you're, you both are incredible actresses, and I know you're acting right now. But it's not, oh my god, it's like when I watched Elliot Page in a movie. It was the um, the remake of, um, of, um, of, um, oh my god, and it was so fucking good. I want to help you. <laughs> I want to help. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, I hate when this happens, because I'm like, brain. <laughs> it literally <laughs> just, it throws, it, my brain literally froze. The original one had Kiefer Sutherland in it and Julia Roberts in it. And it was Flatliners. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> My brain. I was like, help. Um, I was like, I want to help you. But thank I'm, you. I'm I, was, I started. You, were, you nailed it. Flatliners. So the, re the remake is actually very good if anybody hasn't seen it yet. But um, Elliot Page is in it, obviously, before the transition. And him... Not only as a woman, but playing a straight woman was difficult for me. Because <laughs> this gives nothing away, but he's kissing a guy. There's like a scene, there's like a makeout scene, and I'm just like. Since we've talked. He's a very good actress. That's all, he's a, that's all I kept saying. Like, right? this, this acting is brilliant because what? Yeah, because it's not. It, it's weird. It's a very strange thing when you know someone clearly isn't. Like, you know that, but this is a role. So you have to, like, like, I had to take myself. So it's like, you can't see Sarah Paulson. You can't see Clea. You can't see Elliot. You have to only see the character <coughs> that they're playing because you know that they're not. You're like, well, in, in the faculty, she wasn't she had gay vibes. Yes. And it was kind of one of those things where it was never, which is, I, I kind of liked this. It was never actually concrete if she was gay or not, but you had the vibes. Well, queer, definitely. Definitely queer, I mean, for and sure. spoiler alert, she does end up with uh, Elijah Wood's character at the end. Look, the movie is old. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, okay. So yeah, she ends up with him in the end. 
which is fine, but that's not to say that she's not queer. She's still like woman be with yeah, man. Exactly. It I was mean, definitely weird. Look, she was still wait, no, Jordana Brewster. No, she was she ended up with Josh Hartnett. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jordana it was Josh. Brewster, yeah. Jordana Brewster ended up with Elijah Wood. It's I'm been sorry. a minute since I've seen it's the been a, It has been a minute. <laughs> um But I mean I I always kind of wanted something with her and Jordana Brewster. <laughs> Also, I would like to say her playing straight in the Lizzie Borden Chronicles was weird to me. That was extremely that was really weird. That was it was awkward because Christina was so Ricci, awkward. obviously, like playing Lizzie, she was queer, and which we could talk about that because that was in Lizzie Borden Chronicles is horror. Um, well, the movie Lizzie too, because there's always been that right that rumor that her and um, the maid. The maid. Uh, I almost just said Maggie Grace. <laughs> That's incorrect, ma'am. No. <laughs> um, wow. Um, and then I almost said Kristen Stewart. So I think you should just. I think you should. <laughs> what? Okay. No, Kristen Stewart played the maid in Lizzie. I don't. <laughs> my brain just. Kristen did. I know it's. Kristen like Stewart is also gay. Um, <laughs> that's what happened to me. Your brain, your brain just. Oh, I was like, Kristen Stewart me. happened to you? No, I, I wish you fucking bitch. And I'm sorry you didn't tell me about. And this. I'm sorry and you didn't invite me. You know that would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be first off. <laughs> like, that would Excuse never happen. Me. Um, Bridget. Thank you, Bridget, Bridget. Sullivan. Um, there was. I mean, we we know that's not true, but it's there not. was always this constant rumor that uh part of the reason why lizzie killed her father and stepmother was because there was this rumored affair between her and bridget and that was basically uh what what happened in the movie lizzie so i mean yeah that could very well be considered a queer horror film and it you know and it starred two gay characters kristen stewart dennis o'hare who is amazing. Oh my god, as a person, he was a fucking shithead in that movie, but as a person... Oh my god, I hated him. Well, because he... Right. Well, because of who he played. Right. And he I played know. it... He did it so well. Immaculately. So um, well. But, but I hate... Who played her... Who played, um... The Andrew. Because I couldn't stand him. Jamie Sheridan, and he is a very... The name may not, may not sound familiar, but he is a very, very, very popular uh, character actor. He's one of those he just pops up in everything. Um, so yeah, he he played that. He did a great job, incredibly. Too. Yeah, he did. Um, I just didn't like him. Historically inaccurate. Oh, the whole movie is historically inaccurate. Oh yeah, the whole movie is. But, but it's it a good was, movie. It's it a it's done. Queer, it's a queer film. Very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that movie was incredible. It was so, yeah. The Lizzie good. Borden Chronicles and the movie Lizzie could both very well be put in the queer category for sure yeah definitely and again um, both of them star mm -hmm. actors that are a part of the lgbtq plus community so that's and christina Ricci is so fucking adorable she's amazing and ah. the lizzie um, chronicles is so good but since we're on the subject of sarah paulson Let's go into Sarah Paulson. So, American Horror Story, very queer at all times. Oh my God. At all times. At all Just... times. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people really didn't like Cult. I I hated the way Cult ended. 
Colt, Colt was good upset. until the ending. Honestly, Colt it made was. me very upset. It went off the rails. I don't know it what just, the fuck that was, was. I don't know what happened, but it just no. went off the rails. Um, but yeah, I mean that focused. A, a, you know that that was a primary focus in it was the you know the lesbian relationship that she was in, and then her wife turning against her and the whole bit. Her wife was the girl, and then from she and then <laughs> teenage drama queens. That girl was a... Who's married to Josh from Blair Witch Project. Which is will, hilarious. Will, which will forever fuck me up. <laughs> forever. Because I'm like, two of those movies were so big to me in the 90s. And they're married. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, I'm... Yes, but what? I can right? Still, yeah. The, the that fuck? fucked me up. Um, And of course, you have Sarah Paulson, who is queer, um... Her relationship with Holland is the cutest shit I have ever seen. Um, and then, of course, you know, she did the show Ratchet, which was very gay as well. I did not appreciate the sex scene with the guy because that was fucking weird. Because we were just talking about that and I was like, no. It was very weird. But I really enjoyed Ratchet because the reason, and it was triggering because oh, they dead. did, they did point out, um... Was it what was the the was it the ice bath that they did with that one woman who was gay lesbian yeah was it an ice bath that yeah. they did well guys um, up until the late seventies yeah. in the U S uh, to be queer was considered you know you you would be thrown in a mental institution it was it was it was a mental disorder it was a mental disorder you were thrown in a mental institution. If you were, you know, if your husband, if you were, you know, you had to conform and marry and your husband finds out that you're a lesbian or queer, he would, he could throw you in a mental institution. Um, it was very common. Well, the one guy who was in it, he was, he's, he was gay in the show, but he's gay in real life too, isn't he? The nurse, that one guy nurse. Yes. That's what I thought. The one that looked disfigured. Yes. It really isn't. It was just for the because he was a war that mm -hmm. he had yeah okay and yeah. i love the fact i love this so much that they show her struggle with it i i love i really do love that because when when what's the girl the girl she falls in love with's name oh nurse ratchet yeah she falls in love she with? falls in love with oh I know that actress, but I can't think of the... You mean the character's name. Um, the, yeah, the character's name. I Fucking God. It's gone. Anyway. I'm like, it's gone. Uh, she takes her to a lesbian bar, oh, and she literally, too. like, freaks out about it. And I love watching... Oh, Gwendolyn. Thank Gwendolyn, you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> And she freaks out about it because she's like, I'm not who you think I am. And she goes, I thought you were one of us. And we're all kind of like, yeah, you are. But you haven't figured out. Yeah. Um... And it was that moment when she was talking to that nurse when she said, he flirted with her. And she said, I, I'm i a woman who thinks I might enjoy the company of other women. And I, I loved that line so much because you could see the pain too. She was accepting it. It was like she was, she was slowly accepting it. And the story of her and Gwendolyn is so fucking cute. And just, yeah. I love them so much. Too. And, um. Well, it was very real. And yeah. I think it told a real story as to what lesbians went through during a time like that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot like that. It was a lot like that. And it, it was very beautiful. 
because it was something very, you know, it's, it, it sucks that they couldn't be open about it, but it was something very intimate to them because it was just between them. And it's almost peach. like it made it more special. Oh my god, I fucking love that scene. My peach. Oh, your, my... Did you put a name on a peach? <laughs> um, and also, American Horror Story, like I said, American Horror Story has gay themes throughout the entirety of the series. Mm -hmm. There, there is There is always usually either a gay character, gay subtext... I mean, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I was gonna say the creator. Is, so, is, so. <clears throat> obviously, and then there's a lot of people in those in those uh, in that show who are gay. You've got, um, oh fuck, what's his name? The black guy. You know who I'm talking about? Him. And the <laughs> which season? Or you mean and from? So I'm thinking American specifically, yeah, an American Horror Story. He's he's gay, very gay. I can't think of his name though. Um, Cody Fern is gay. Sarah Paulson's queer. Um, you said black guy, and now in my brain, I'm the like, black which, guy. That's, which I'm specifically thinking of Apocalypse, but he's he's one of the warlocks in Apocalypse. Oh my god! Exactly. What the fuck is his name? I'm sorry, guys. My brain. We cannot literally stopped working. Um, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Like my brain just goes nope. Because he's very gay in real life, too. Um, I need to... I love how when you describe somebody as very gay. It's he's very like gay. amazing. Um, no, what? Where is he? I know! I would Why was he not in the cast list? What Excuse me? Happening? And the end. Sir. Um, Where you is. Yeah, Cody Fern is very gay, but he's very hot. I have a bit of a crush on that man. I have a lot of impression on that Um, Cheyenne Jackson, he's always a reoccurring character. He um he's he is gay. Um Wow. Billy Eichner is gay. Uh he's featured a lot um on several seasons. Oh, Billy Porter. Thank you. I knew as soon as you said his name, I'd know him. I'm like God, he's incredible. He fucking wears um, amazing outfits to all the, he does all the, the events and he's such a beautiful he's so beautiful to look at. Like he I is a him. very beautiful man. <laughs> he really is. I I he's incredible. He really is. He really is great. I love him um, so much. Oh yeah, okay, so I've named off a few. Who else? Uh oh, um she was she was on the 1984 series, uh, and she's a transgender woman, and she's fucking gorgeous. Um, oh my god, what's her name? <laughs> I know my brain is gone. We're all like names. names. My brain is gone. Um, Angelica Ross. Yep. Yeah, and she is gorgeous <laughs> like i had i had no i did not know who she was and i hate that i didn't know who she was <clears throat> until i watched uh 1984 and me and my husband both were like who is this gorgeous black woman <laughs> and then um she had posted on her instagram like a picture you know like before she transitioned and i told my husband i was like she's a trans woman and he's like i don't care <laughs> like like she's i mean because she is a gorgeous gorgeous woman um so i wanted to bring this up um american horror story wiki big help 
So to date, there's always one respective LGBTQ character featured in every season, which is what yes. I said. Yes. Obviously, yeah. this has a lot to do with Ryan Murphy being a, a very openly gay man. Yes. Um, yeah. So of the main LGBTQ characters thus far, there are only eight who are still alive. Lana Winters, Ali Mayfair Richards, Ramona Royale the original survived the original timeline. Whereas Andre Stevens, behold, Chablis, Chablis, Gal- Gallant, and Jeff Feist- Fister, and Muttnutter all died in the original timeline, which was reversed by Mallory using the Tempest Infernum, which was from Apocalypse, I believe. Was that a these spoiler no, alerts? Coven. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> if anybody hasn't watched any of these yet, I was gonna say be careful because <laughs> if anybody hasn't- y'all, y'all, we're on to season ten. I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and then thus far, Quentin Fleming and Behold Chablis are the only LGBTQ warlocks to appear, which that one of them was... Okay, so you're speaking quarter. in terms of the characters. I'm just talking from, about from characters. From this particular From season. the whole... Okay. From the but whole I mean, I mean as far story. as actors... Yeah. Cheyenne Jackson is, Billy Porter is, right. Billy Eichner is, um, Sarah Paulson is, Cody Lady Fern Gaga. is... Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a so, lot. So, the in representation in American Horror Story. Yeah. You, 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 which obviously, like I said, very well done. I mean, he, Ryan Murphy is gay, so you have a gay director. But I love that he puts actual LGBTQ people in his LGBTQ characters. Because that's actually kind of something that bothers me. It's not like I'm not going to watch a movie if someone isn't gay playing a gay character. No. Obviously, you can be straight and play a gay character. You can be gay and play a straight character. I understand that. But there are so many people in the LGBTQ community. Why not just have someone from the LGBTQ community play your transgender? A transgender play a transgender. A queer play a queer. A lesbian play a lesbian. You know, the the list goes on. Why it's can't we just do inclusivity. that? inclusivity. Yes. <clears throat> That's all anybody's asking um because i feel like a lot over the years you know when we've done when we did our episode specifically about um black people in horror and you know i'd be really curious to see someone put together a doc a documentary the where the way uh horror noir was put together for shutter um in the way that that specifically explored um film horror films in particular with uh black people and black culture specifically within horror films over the over the years um in looking at how gay people have been or just how the queer community in general uh has been portrayed throughout cinema and i think a lot of movies in the beginning and early cinema there was never blatantly gay characters there was just a lot of gay and queer subtext and that's not to say that there weren't gay and queer actors we know that has always been true but um generally in film it was always something that was done in subtext Mm -hmm. so you if you if you were part of the community you knew but a straight person watching it would be none the wiser so it was sort of like a wink wink nudge nudge to us where we were, it was almost like for us, where we knew that this character was gay or queer or whatever, but to the rest of the world, they didn't have a fucking clue, but we knew. There Perfect were things example. that we picked up on. Freddy's Revenge. 
Right. Perfect example. Diamond Elm Street 2. Um, if you were gay, you're like, or queer, if you were in the community, you were like, okay. But I mean, okay. even before that, there were some movies that your friend had mentioned on her list. I mean, any vampire back, movie. Look, any vampire <laughs> movie from the 1920s <laughs> until now. Any of them. Has always had queer subtext. Any of them. Any, I don't care which, you can go from black and white silent films to now. Every <laughs> single one of them had a queer subtext. It just, it, there's something very sexual with blood anyway. The act of extracting the essence of life from someone for in order for you to live and it's done in such a very quasi sexual way to get the blood you have to literally on their neck i've seen the thigh on the chest in different areas you have to get so intimately close to someone's body and then sink your teeth into their skin and extract their blood you can't, that's, that in and of itself is sexual. It's very sexual. I'm bothered. So I don't care. I'm sure a lot of people are. <laughs> that was not my intention. But you're very welcome. We're all um, like, woo! But you're very right. welcome. This so just that being said, you cannot tell me one way or the other that vampires aren't queer. They are. Their very essence is queer. And anytime Some... they've been portrayed in film, it's been very queer. We were just talking about Interview with the Vampire before yep. we watched this. And I swear, you don't know how many times in that movie, Listen. I was like, are they gonna... Is it... They gonna kiss? No. Damn it. When you want it to happen. <laughs> when you like, really wanted it to happen, like towards the end, all those scenes with Antonio Banderas and Brad Pitt, you like, oh, nope. Damn it. <laughs> Got my hopes up. Like I wanted it. <clears throat> Uh, some other <clears throat> vampire movies like The Hunger. Neither one of us have seen this. Alice pointed this out to me. They are actually gay vampires. And David Bowie plays a bi vampire, which is really fucking cool. Um, I believe David Bowie was bi, but, you know. Yeah, I believe he was actually bi, but, you know. And married to a gorgeous black woman. Oh, my God. I love, I miss, we miss you. Can we talk about the fact that when he died, everything went to shit? <laughs> Look, him and Prince died, and it was like <laughs> just everything. The world was like, "You've lost all that is good." Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, and then you have the movie Vampire from 1932. That's what I was saying. Yeah, there's and then, a 1932 you know, black and white film that had a lot of queer subtext. So yeah, pretty much anything that's vampires, yeah, is is gay. Yeah. Um, would like to point out this movie I have not seen. So I'll let Becky talk about this one most of it because I, I everyone's going to fucking be mad because I'm like, I need to watch this movie because everyone says it's an underrated gem. So um, but it's called May. So I don't I don't know what's gay in May. What's gay in May? What's gay in May? <laughs> um, first of all, this movie is incredibly underrated. And this is also the movie that introduced me to Angela Bettis. And I am forever in love with her. I think if I ever met her at a convention, I just would, it'd be one of those where I'd be like, uh, 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 nope. Like, I would just walk away. Like, I, I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. I just can't. Um, well, so Angela Bettis, Jeremy Sisto, mm -hmm. and Anna Ferris are in it. And Anna Ferris's character is, I mean, I guess you would say she's bisexual. Um, but Angela Bettis plays May. She's the main character. Um... You could perceive her character as queer, but 
she's someone that just doesn't really know who she is. So without giving away the movie, I think that plays into a lot of experiences that she has throughout the movie, including a, um, this gives nothing away, but there is, which I've always thought Anna Ferris was kind of hot anyway. And there's a, um, there's a kissing scene between her and Angela Bettis. So, and it's, it's awkward, but hot. Like it's very awkward, but it's really. I've seen this movie a million times. It's free on Tubi. You're welcome. Oh, um, it is. Yes, it Shit, is. I've seen it a million times. I don't know why. It's literally one of those movies where it's like, why don't I own this? I've seen it so many fucking. Times. Me with the Twilight series. I've seen it so many times. Um, it's literally. I found it for thirteen dollars. All five of them, and 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 I was like, I'll pass. Yeah, this movie is incredibly underrated, and it's so good, and Angela Bettis is, she, she's beautiful. I don't know, I'm sure some people will be like, eh, and I'm like, unconventional beauty to me will always be the most beautiful. It's the beauty that people don't think is beautiful that I will always think is sexy. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Me walking into Thor Ragnarok and everyone being like, oh my god, Thor, and I'm like, Loki. <laughs> yes. also Kate Blanchett but who Kate Blanchett just, is a fucking god this is not a queer horror but I was just talking to my dad about Carol <laughs> and now he wants to see he's never seen it can we talk about the fact though that that was filmed in Hamilton and Lebanon well we talked about that which is so fucking cool yeah we talked about that there were parts of the, of the old, movie I'm like I know where that is one of the old department stores they used <clears throat> in it my mom used to work at like years ago so yeah it was just like that's what I was telling my dad about and he's like oh should watch that and i was like well it's more of a christmas movie so i wouldn't watch it now it kind of is but i watch it at all times but i think he would like it he uh, yeah i, I think would he would he like would. it because it's a period movie and you know th those he likes stuff from the 50s he I always talks about like oh the way they used to dress and everything and i'm like okay then dan you're gonna really like this movie <laughs> not to up. mention the cast it's really yeah it's I, so good I, too like i said we know i know it's not a horror but no it, it's it's a good movie. If you guys haven't seen it, it's very I I very gay. feel like it's very, very worth a watch. Yeah, very gay and very good. Like and very that. very solid with the rep. Very solid very with the rep. So. I I very much appreciated it. Very much so. Um, but next, May is incredible. And again, like I said, it's free on Tubi. If I gotta watch that. It, it's so good. And it, it would count. It would definitely count as queer horror for me. Um. One big one that I completely forgot about that Alice reminded me of, and I don't know why I always forget I this. this too. Taking of Deborah Logan. I forgot too. Her daughter is very gay. I, you know, when I first saw it, it's totally really funny. Forgot. Is she, she's gay in real life, isn't she? That actress. She was that. Um, she was also in the L word, which is funny because when I rewatched the L word, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> She is. Well, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she, she dated Jenny for a hot minute. Yeah. Fuck that um, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. She is yeah. gay in real life. I, I figured. And Elizabeth Ramsey is, is openly lesbian. I love how Wikipedia puts that. Openly lesbian. Lesbian. Okay. Ladala Bean. She's a Ladala Bean. Oh my god. <laughs> she is in A League of Their Own. Has anyone seen my hat? I forgot. Oh, she... screw your hat! <laughs> I forgot she was in that. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. Oh my god! What the fuck? 
I haven't seen that movie in so long. I've seen it so many times. I knew the scene. Has anyone seen my hat? Oh, oh screw it. your hat. Screw your pass. That's what it sounds like. Oh, my God. Oh, that movie's so good. Not to mention Lori Petty's in that movie. And fucking Christ, I love her. I love and I've met her and everything I love her so much. about that movie. I love that in Gina Davis, her Madonna, Rose O'Donnell, Tom Hanks. Can we just talk about the entire There's, cast being gay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such a great um, movie. But yeah, no, taking of Deborah Logan. I it, it, and I love the fact that that she it's not concreted. You can just tell that there's sexual tension between her and the cop woman. Like you're like, there's definitely. Either something went on between them or something wants to go on between yeah. them. Like, I'm picking up the vibes. So, you're laying it down pretty thick. <laughs> like, when that happened, like, I remember my friend Kai looked at me and she goes, Is she gay? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> yes. But I love that. Right. You, you're you not, like, it's, it's not fed to you in a spoon. Well, kind of going back to what I was saying about, um, again, why I really think we need a documentary about this. Yes. Going back to uh, queer history and horror films, it went from being, um, you know, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, subtext, not open, to once it once you did have openly gay characters in film, they... It was kind of a joke. Yeah. You know, it was kind they of a joke. They became a stereotype. Either, very stereotypical. Either women were super butch or men were just overly effeminate. And it just, it, it was ridiculous. It just got to the point of, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, or, you know, and then you have the spinoff from that where you do have a whole nother genre that you start to see develop in the 90s where you just have specifically gay horror films, which I'm sorry, always to me end up kind of looking like a softcore porn. But it's always lesbians. Well, no, I saw, I saw one with gay men too, really? and it really wasn't very good. It really wasn't very Usually good. they don't have a good plot, it's just sex. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a werewolf movie. And I'm like, um, there's a lot of gay down low fucking. That's like all I'm seeing. And like a dad that's mad that his son's gay. But then he gets bit by a werewolf. Where's the werewolf? What am I missing? I kept there's watching it. There's just a it. lot of penis. I kept I, watching I, it. And I was like, there was a lot of penis in this. But you didn't actually see penis because they're like, oh, well, we don't want to stop penis. Um, Heaven forbid we show cooches and boobs, but let's not show a dick. Look, we will have that discussion. And let okay. me get on my soapbox okay. for a moment. We're gonna have that discussion. <laughs> um, yeah. So that movie was not. I can't. Literally, I can't even remember the name of it. It's not. It was not good. So you. So you. Then you have this. So then we get to where we finally are now. In the late 2000s, where we're having gay and queer characters in film, where they're just, oh, surprise, normal fucking people. And by the time you figure out this is a gay couple or whatever, you're like, 
Oh, okay. That's why I, I, I said that to bring up because we were talking about the take the taking of Deborah right. Logan. It's done in a way where literally, like we just said, we forgot all about it. Because it's like, who fucking cares? It, it's it not wasn't, big, yeah. Because it's really not a big deal. No. To the to the story, you're it's just not, like, oh, okay, she's whatever. You know, it's not. You're like, oh, she's gay, cool. The um, what keeps you alive was such an amazing example of that. And if you guys go back and listen to our episode about that, that was one of the most perfect things about that movie. Yep. Is that okay? They're a lesbian couple, and it, it... there's like one scene where they're kind of doing it, but they. It, it's 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 kind of blurred, but it's also not blatantly sex. Like it's just they're just kind of loving on each other. I feel like and that's if it. You're gonna, and I've been hearing that lately about. And I unfortunately have did not get a chance to watch this before we were recorded. And I've heard a lot of really good things about it. But I've also been hearing this about uh, Spiral, that Shutter yeah. exclusive. I that the gay see that um, there's t- it's two men, the gay couple that is in this movie. It's done very much in the same vein as what keeps you alive where you're just like okay it's a gay couple it it you know it's it obviously it's something that is that is made aware of in the movie but it's not something that is overdone or it's not a selling point right it's not it's not comical there's not it's not overtly sexual it's not it could basically this could be in either movie it could have been a heterosexual couple and nobody would have cared so nothing would have been different nothing would have been any different so um it's nice that we're finally starting to see that now that you're starting to see you know films that have queer characters but it's not overdone it's not overly sexualized or it's not like hidden where it's like oh are they i don't know you know it's not done anything you know which is like come on now you know especially at this point like are we still are we still really doing this um one that i would love to bring up right now because of what you're saying is one that shocked me because of the way it was advertised because you had no idea it was coming was The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Because The Haunting of Bly Manor was turn of the screw. We were all like, okay, this is going to be about the turn of the, the turn of the screw. Like, Great. if you know the story, which I was right. familiar with the story, and I was like, oh, okay, real, this is, oh, awesome. They did a right. really good job. And I was they like, oh, really, 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 really. Also, I just really love the <laughs> fact that they took that couple from the original story. There was just so many things that, that they so did. Good. Like, not only was there a gay character, there was an interracial couple. You know, the, 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 who ended up being the, he killed her. The, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. What was his fault? She, yeah. Luke. So they could cut. Right. And the, right. You got it. You, everybody's sitting there going, what? You guys, hopefully Luke. you guys have figured it out by now. Um, so I, It's yeah. always Luke. I don't fucking know So I love, name. I love how they did that. Like, not only did, um, was it made sure that there was an interracial couple there was also that. a, um, well, I, mean, I, I several love... interracial couples. Like, I, God right. damn it, I wish those two would have gotten, oh, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so I went into The Haunting of Bly Manor expecting straight up horror. Oh, like, yeah. I was, I was not... like, scary, 
I wasn't expecting love story after love story after love story. I wasn't expecting all to my heart. sob my eyes out. Also, like I like I said, I was not expecting it to be gay. And I remember I remember watching it with my roommate and that scene. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The scene where Jamie walks into the kitchen and Danny looks at her. And I was like, I looked at my Danielle because that's her my roommate's name. And I was like, did you catch that tension? Did you see? I was like, did you catch? Hold up. I'm like, did you catch how she just... <laughs> I was like, is this about to be gay? And she went, no, I don't I don't think so. And I was like, honey, you're straight as fuck. I am very gay. Um, There was sexual tension between the two of them. And then when they actually start, you know, kissing, and she was like, oh. And I was like, bitch, I, I fucking told you. So... That I loved because it just, the way that it advertised it, and then all of a sudden, gay couple, interracial couple, um, just love story after love story, and none of it was about anything but the fucking love. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh my god, in the end, and the end was a little Titanic-y when her... When she when she opened the door and she <laughs> look that ending I don't want to talk about it because I was a literal mess. What was the line that I she said where she said mess. I can't feel anything or I can't I can't do something and she said it's okay I'll do it for you. Right. Oh my God I, I fucking God I can't. Um, going Precious. back to well the haunting of Hill House. Yep. Theo's character meant so much to me. I well, know and she the way it well, yeah, because the way the well, <laughs> and the way that they introduce her coming out is so brilliant. I mean, and it's done in such an amazing way. And I, I, I thought I, I don't know how Mike Flanagan put. I, I just it was done. We didn't know that you were into bridesmaids. <laughs> I mean it. It was brilliant. It was, it was so, it was so fucking brilliant. But her character meant a lot to me because essentially her not being able to touch people was the fact that she had built up these walls. Trauma attack. Um, Basically, <laughs> her character was a very gay empath. Hello. <laughs> I was like, that hurts. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I don't want people close to me. When a character just reaches your inner soul and you just have an existential crisis. <laughs> also, you're like, did the script writer, like, were they stalking me? Because what? I know you <laughs> fucking Mike. God damn you. Um, but no, I, I want to also say how much I appreciate Kate Siegel. Um, friends of mine actually met her at Horror Hound. And they knew how badly I wanted to meet her and I couldn't go because I didn't have the money. And I just, all I wanted to do was tell her thank you for her character and how she played that character. Because honestly, part... Me coming out to my family was partly because of that character. Yeah. Like, her character gave me the strength to finally come out to my family. I just wanted to tell her thank you. Well, my fucking friends, who are amazing fucking human beings, 
Ran What's really funny is my my <clears throat> one friend accidentally like straight up ran into her, and um she was like oh my god I'm so sorry and she's like you know my name's Hannah and she was just kind of talking to her and they became like they started talking and like when her and her husband went to meet her she was like oh my god yeah I remember you and they were like well our friend Kristen is at home watching our dog right now she wanted to be here but she couldn't and they told her what I wanted to tell her. She did a video for me, basically telling me how proud of, uh, how proud she was of me for my recent bravery and that she wishes the best for me. Bitch, when I tell you, I cried because I saw her face pop up at my phone and I was like, the fuck? And, I and let me tell y'all how much that means because look, a lot of people can go like, oh, well, they just paid her extra. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. She. That's they not didn't, something that they. Nope. Pay, that's not something that they look. I've had experience. I've had genuine, really meaningful experiences with celebrities that I've met where I didn't pay them a fucking dime. That didn't come from paying them any money. They paid her for her autograph. They're on just their thing. nice and people. <laughs> she did that <laughs> and video she's for free. A nice. How about how about there's just some nice people in this world? How about that? What the fuck? Who ever motherfucking thought? <laughs> I never would have dreamed such a thing. I had an experience. Well, I mean, I got to meet her in person, but Zoe Bell oh, for me. Yeah. Like, I was screaming. Look, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> was on Joe Rogan not too long ago, and he was talking about Zoe Bell on Joe Rogan, and I was literally having a meltdown. I was having a meltdown because I was like, I met her, <laughs> and she, like, took, and I didn't have to pay anything. And she was so <laughs> like I'm, I was I was screaming I was screaming I was like I was like and she was like my one step like I'm never gonna make meet Quentin Tarantino ever but like she never was like ever. she was like the closest that I'm ever gonna get and she is just like anybody that's a stunt person automatically in my opinion is the most badass of badass and she's a stunt woman these are people that literally work in the industry that could die and it happens yep it and does happen. they do so i have mad respect for that part of the film industry anybody that does stunt work oh my fucking god you are automatically 110 percent a badass like there's you know unequivocal also side note i meant to say this uh what is the woman victoria pedretti 99.9% .9 sure she's bisexual. And I'm pretty sure she's pretty com pretty much come out as well. Yeah. She, and I love how she does it because she does it so subtly. And like, which is the, and I, I feel that. like is the best way to do it. Because like again, her look, fans are like, it's nobody's, but here's the thing. Cause it's nobody's fucking it business isn't. at the end of the day. So that's what, nope. I think that's what I love the most about it. How she's like, eh, I'm only going to give you, here's a sprinkle. Give you a little sprinkle. That's all you're going to fucking get. <laughs> Also, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of mad she's only 25. Because I was like, you're so See, that fucks me up. <laughs> she is so hot. Her and Jennifer Lawrence fuck me up with how young they are. Well, Jennifer's like, 30 now. They act their... But I mean, back when she... A yeah. lot of movies that I saw when she was younger. Right. And they act their fucking tails off. And then you see how old they are and you're like, what? Victoria, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. You're like, what? Victoria Pedretti is the new Sarah Paulson. Yeah. I believe that. 
Even though Sarah Paulson clearly is still working. I'm just saying, like, she's the up-and-coming Sarah Paulson. I really, I really think she is because she has such class and she's gorgeous and she's a fucking amazing actress and she's queer and it's just, it's just great. Well, yeah, and, and again, it's wonderful because, like we said, could straight people play gay characters? Yeah, you see it happen all the time. But I'm a firm believer with knowing how big and how broad it is of the selection of gay, lesbian, trans actors there are, you know, just a thought, why not let them play who well, they are? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just a thought. I'm just saying, you know, kind of a wild concept, but um, going back to Freddie's uh, revenge, revenge, like we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, um, and I know we've talked about this before. Nightmare on <laughs> Dream Warriors will always be the true sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. We it's all also know that. the best. But one. um for sure. Uh but Nightmare 2 took on a totally different meaning to so many people and definitely took on a different meaning to a lot of people later on. Um and I really encourage everyone again on Shudder, please watch that documentary Screen Queens. It is really incredible. Um, you know, Mark Patton went through a lot and, uh, that movie, it was very interesting because where for a community of people at the time that really needed to see a representation like that in a genre that they loved, like we need to see gay and horror, um, he was not out yet. And he was really struggling. And there was a lot in that movie that he felt like he was being made fun of because people behind the scenes knew he was gay, but he wasn't out. But there was clearly gay subtext all over the place in this movie. And it's just very interesting because it it took years for him to accept that this ultimately was a gay horror film and that gay and that the com- that the community as a whole well specifically people who love horror i should say gay people who love horror um really connected with that movie and really needed that movie and really love that movie and and he embraces it so much more now because he's out he's accepted it and um Fans love him, you know, they tell him, they openly tell him, you, you know, this, when, when I was a kid in the eighties, I need, you know, cause you're also talking, this was such a different time. The eighties was really one of these times for, for, um, gay people that was so crucial because you had the AIDS epidemic and AIDS was something that was so rapid that nobody knew, you know, you, you, it, it automatically, it's crazy to me now how you see these, you see these uh, HIV preventative commercials and literally now <clears throat> HIV is undetectable. Like where then if you found out you had HIV, you were going to die. Like, or you, or you knew there was a potential that it could become full blown AIDS very quickly. And um, 
you know, there was a time where you didn't know, you know, you didn't, God, when Princess Diana walked in that hospital and shook that man's hand, I mean, that, that freaked people the fuck out because you thought that somebody could sneeze on you and you would catch AIDS. People didn't fucking know back then. And it, you it mean like COVID? Much, it, look, um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to I could go into a <laughs> lot about that right now. Um, it, people didn't know. And they were terrified and it automatically, because majority of gay men were contracting it, it automatically became the gay disease. So when you have movies in the 80s that touch on any type of gay subtext, oh my God, like, no, you know what I mean? It just, you just can't, you can't do that um, at all. You just can't do that. So I really commend that movie. Um, I think that was one of the first that was just a blatantly gay horror film. And it, it meant a lot to a lot of people. It really did. And people that aren't gay that were really Freddy fans and it took them years to accept what it was, you know, that they were like, you know, Hey, this was a, this was a gay horror film and you needed it because really at the end of the day, Freddy was a child molester. It wasn't about who he was going after, anybody and everybody. He was matter. an opportunist. Exactly. So, you know. He wasn't just molesting day, females. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So anybody that wanted to say anything about that, it's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> Since we're talking about slashers, Don Mancini. Oh, man. Don Mancini is very openly gay, and yes, that's that's my man's that's my man's dude. That's, that's my me. man's creator. Yeah, and he's still doing it. He's still out there making Chucky shit, and God bless him. I love that man. <laughs> well, and what he did, you know, I think more importantly, hell, I mean, Cult of Chucky is a queer horror film. Oh, for sure, unequivocally. Oh, I God, mean, yeah. I, I I love. Well, I mean. It goes without saying because it's it's Brad Dorif as Chucky and Fiona is his daughter. So to have the end result, spoiler alert, good God, if you haven't seen this movie yet, um, <laughs> to have the end result for Charles Lee Ray spirit to ultimately enter a woman's body, I mean... And his fucking child. Come on, like now. not in the movie like, it wasn't his child, but right? His, his real life kid who looks like him, talks like him, his mannerisms, laughs like him. And then you have that really hot scene at the end when she kisses Jennifer Tilly, and we're all like, "God bless." America. And she's like, oh, "I can get used to this." And I'm like, "Same." <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> also, did you guys see that Don? God bless Don. He's going to continue that in the series. He's like, you're going to see more of Nika and Tiffany. And I'm like, oh, um, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. I very much appreciate that, thank sir. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Not that I don't have a giant be, fucking crush on both of them, but thank you. looking forward to that. <coughs> and she's going to choke to death. And <laughs> she's like, okay, I got um, Another one I wanted to bring up was the Exorcist series. Yes. 
Um, if you guys listen, this is so fucking underrated. Nobody talks about this series anymore. And it makes me so sad because it's probably one of the best horror series I've ever seen. Genuinely. Um, the Exorcist has a series out. Season one is flawless. Season two is pretty much flawless. And unfortunately it got canceled. Well, there is representation in both seasons. They could have legitimately done one. Oh my god. They could um, but, you know. You know. But in the first season, it's really cool. Because you actually don't even realize that one of the sisters are gay until you see a flashback. Where she's talking to her friend and they're being very flirtatious with each other. And I went, oh. Okay. <laughs> And it's really funny because you're all like, you really weren't expecting it. You weren't expecting it at all. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, okay. And then you find out that she's gay. Um, and it's funny because like that one scene where Hannah's character is like, there's going to be boys there. And she's like, hard pass. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, thanks. I don't want yeah, that. Like, no. Um, but I loved that because, and then in the second season, you had, um, I don't remember her name, but she was also in Tragedy Girls. Um, she actually went to a conversion camp and talked about that. She was uh, gay as well. And so both seasons had very solid representation. And I really appreciated that. Ben Daniels. And he's gay in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was he gay in the show? Yes. I thought he was. Okay. I thought he was because I remember him Because remember in season two. It was season was the two fish on the boat. And the boat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, he was gay in the show too, so yeah. God, I love him so much. I know I love him. He's too. a very attractive man too. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of these where he's gorgeous and it's like, oh he's gay! It's Luke Evans will always be one of those where I'm like, oh, that's great. You're gay. That's Congratulations wonderful. to you. Um, that's why Elliot Page fucked me up. Uh, yeah. Like, my sexuality doesn't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm like, um, look, when you're queer and stuff like that happens, my brain exploded. My brain literally exploded because you guys have got to understand something like the fur i the very first movie was hard candy and then juno yes. and i have literally followed his career like everything everything oh what is it about i don't care um i'm gonna watch it because like the crush was just and then you know he comes out that he's gay and i'm like yes and so great and i just was like um you know it's like not that like why why are you saying yes you don't have a chance it doesn't matter i could i just um, i get excited you know, about it okay. <laughs> um and then you get all that and then all of a sudden he's like i'm i'm trans and you're like i'm over you know my queer brain is going what oh your queer brain okay my lesbian brain and then is the like pictures come out And my brain so hot. literally, my brain literally exploded. My brain exploded. I want to know what he sounds like. My brain exploded. That first picture after the top surgery, that picture that's, that literally blew up all over the place, my brain exploded. I went, I can't, I. My sexuality I can't do went. This. 
I don't, I, you're I don't know what you're, to do. You're, this is a man. But also Tom Hiddleston, so it's fine. I know, it is. <laughs> but as I'm saying, yeah, that those, those fuck me up. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like my brain, your brain's like, we, help, Dr. Grant. <laughs> Dr. Grant. I don't think he can fix it. Um, the Scream series, have you seen it? No, I have not watched the Scream series. That was the, yeah. Okay, you need to watch that. Well, I know Beck's, um... Non-binary now. Right. But during right, right, the right. show, they were a lesbian. They were a female lesbian. They ended up coming out as non-binary, and holy shit, they are hot. Still. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, like Same. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, like, dumb crush. So yeah. fucking hot. But that was a really great series, um, and in, in the show, she is a lesbian, and a she in the show, right. um, but like I said, in real life, they are non-binary, uh, but that show is absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it. The first two seasons are solid as fuck. The third season, I really liked that they had an all-black, almost all-black cast, but they gave them the writing of a trash can. I, I really fucking hated the third season and I really hate that they did that because the whole, almost the entire Wait, okay. cast was black. Now I have a, I, this, this would be my question. Who were, were the, if there was an all black cast, were there black writers? Probably not. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's what happens. You'll yeah. always notice that because I've seen that. I've seen movies where I'm like a black person would never say that. Because the writing, honestly, you can was always terrible. tell if you ever read a book or watch a movie where a black character says something, and you go, "Wait a minute!" They, they a white person wrote it. Because you're like black people. <laughs> the There's a because there was a particular book that I was reading, and there was a black character, and he kept saying like "bro" a lot, and I was like, "What fucking black guy <laughs> says bro?" I was like, "Bro, a white guy." <laughs> definitely wrote this it was a chad definitely wrote him um, and he's an amazing author but he's definitely a white man maybe you should have asked let me let me dial in and ask a black friend um <laughs> how often do you say bro never okay um cool. thanks <laughs> what is your why the bro why the question never mind okay <laughs> jesus um, but so yeah, watch seasons one and two, watch I season should, three, I for, watch, it. watch season three for kicks and giggles. It's a terrible season. Um, and I figured out the killer in the first episode. So, you know, it, it just, I didn't even, I didn't know the it killer is. in the first two seasons, killers in the first two seasons, because they did it so well. Season three, I don't know. They must've either changed writers, directors or something because season three was trash. Well, there's always multi, you know, that was kind of, well, that's. It doesn't give anything away because there wasn't that like a running thing even in the movie series. There was more than one killer because there's more than one killer in the first one. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like they really did a good job. Oh, of I got you. As hiding far as in the series who it goes, was. who it was, I got you. Because in the third season, in the first episode, me and Danielle you. figured both of them out like that. Yeah, I was like, it's them. I got you. I was like, she's one of them, and him, <laughs> and we were right. I gotcha. And in the first two seasons, I didn't figure it out. Um, 
because they did such a good job of hiding it, but it's actually very violent for even being an MTV series, and I was very impressed with that. Um, but yeah, so we have the MTV series, and then um, Norman Bates is one I want to talk about, because I feel like Norman Bates is queer. Look at how he dresses. <laughs> Not to be, like, stereotypical or anything, but uh, look how he dresses. Well, I mean, even going back to the original movie. Yeah. I think that there was always something very, there was just always something different with Norman's character. Just the, the awkwardness around, um, when he, oh my God, her name. Marion. Thank you. Uh huh. I was about to say the actual actress's name, and I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> We've been doing great with names. I'm like, no. Um, but no, the interaction that he has with Marion, and I don't think, I don't think that necessarily came from being uh, just a mama's boy awkward around women. I think that was just. Well, I mean, if you look at the basis of that character, Ed Gain, Ed Gain was was very confused about his sexuality. Yep. And because of his mother and the way he was raised. And, uh, you know, it. so I think that kind of, I think if you look at the basis of that character, it would make sense that the Norman Bates character would be queer. Um also, which a lot of people may not be aware of, the actor Anthony Perkins that was in the original Psycho, he was queer. He had had homosexual relationships prior to marrying his wife, um, who, if most people don't know, tragically died in 9-11. She was on one of the planes that crashed into the towers. Fuck. People didn't know that. Yeah. Fuck. It's kind of awful. I'm sorry to be a downer, but like, I I'm, I don't think a lot of people know that. And that fucked me up when I found that out. I was like, holy shit. Um, but they're, they, they had well, two sons and the sons are, uh, well, Osgood Perkins mm -hmm. is a uh, horror director. Yep. Uh, the other son is a musician. Yes, he is a musician. He is not in the film business. But Oz, I think he just goes by Oz Perkins now. Um He's directed quite a number of, uh, he's done quite a number he of has. films. Yeah, he has. Well, you got to look at it in Bates Motel, too, because let's be real, the subtext, the queer subtext. But yeah, that. by saying, but yeah, basically saying that like, uh, so yeah, if you look at Anthony, Anthony Perkins, if, if he himself would, I would have identified as queer, he basically is, was a queer actor that played a queer character. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Oz directed uh, Black Coat's Daughter. That's right. I always That's forget such a that. fucking good I movie. Forget. Fucking good um, movie. So is I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. I still haven't seen, seen that. that. That's really good, and he directed that too. Gretel and Hansel. Uh, the writing. Could I'm have just been gonna better. go without. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, wasn't. Mo yeah. It wasn't really the director. Yeah. It was the writing. It was so slow. It, oh, I it it because literally see, the Black Coat's Daughter was like a snail. Slow. But the, the climax and that 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 punch at the end was like fuck. Well, so is I am the pretty thing that lived. I so I think that's kind of his thing is a slow burn. 
and then like busts out with this ending. Um, Gretel, Gretel and Hansel, Hansel just didn't do it. When did that even bust out? That just. I was still waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> I was Wishing I was waiting and hoping. hoping. <laughs> um. Another one I like to bring up, of course, is Jennifer's body. Yes. Jennifer's body is. That's a queer horror film. I mean, can we just talk about Amanda Seyfried for a minute, though? Because everyone's like, Megan Fox in that movie is so hot. Yeah, sure. Uh, No, needy. Let's talk about needy. All day long. Let's. (laughs) So fucking gorgeous. I just think it's very interesting. Through the trees. I'm so sorry. I don't I'm gonna tell you right now, you. don't ever let me see Adam Brody just randomly out anywhere. You're gonna do because that. Because I'm gonna look you? at his face and I'm gonna be like <laughs> I wouldn't just say it quietly. I'd be like, hey Adam. Through, through that tree. <laughs> if he starts singing with me, that'll be a dream. He'll oh probably, my god, that would be amazing. He'll probably cover his face in a row. Um it's, probably. It's probably if, but in hey, my brain, had, let me dream he had that he actually have sings. Enjoyed that movie. in my in my brain, let me just have the moment that he sings it with me. That's that's just gonna be. But we fantasy. all know, like especially Jennifer, she says she goes both ways. There is a very, 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 very much of a sexual tension between her and Needy. Um, th- that make out scene, even though as much as I hate the toe thumbs, because we really didn't need that. <laughs> That scene was hot. Like, I don't care who you are. And I'm, I'm like, my my feminism is being quiet right now. And my gay is coming out. Um, that scene was really hot. You're like, my gay's coming out. That's amazing. And then she's like, we can play we can play boyfriend-girlfriend like we used to. And I'm like, oh, play boyfriend-girlfriend, please. <laughs> please. Just asking. And they have, like, a weird connection, and they're just, the tension between the two of them is very thick. And she says at the end, she's like, I go both ways, and we're all like, yeah, we know. (laughs) And Got it. So I just love that Jennifer's Body is a queer horror film without being a blatant queer horror film. Yeah. And Amanda Seyfried. I don't know if we're missing any. Um, Oh, I'm sure there's more. Probably. uh, I mean, I, I watched one that's I gave a good solid seven and a half. It was a Shutter exclusive called uh, Monstrous. It's a hey look Bigfoot lesbian movie. I don't know how much better you can. A lot of lesbians, a lot of Bigfoot. I don't know how much gets. It doesn't get much better than that. I don't think it does. Um, I really don't. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was really well done. Um, there was a really good. You and I both watched it. I told you about. It was called the that Quiet Horror Room. Short. That was really. Oh fucking my god, that good. was good. Oh my god, that and that's was a good. Shutter exclusive. What it was like a half hour. It was 40, a half hour, like a half hour long. If nobody has watched that yet, oh my god, it's that was Quiet Room. Very, very well done. It was very unsettling. Yeah, it was very unsettling. And they're not. It's it's a it's a gay man. Yeah, and it's and it's a gay a, black man. Which and it's I was an interracial like, couple kind of thing going on there for a hot second. Yeah, because there were two black men, but there were also a black man and a white man. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I so thought that it was film very had well some very solid, really breath. fucking creepy. It was very unsettling. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I liked um, that too. I liked that a lot. But yeah, I'm glad we're starting. 
you know, slowly but surely we're starting to see more of it and it's becoming more widely accepted and it's not done. It's not campy. It's not over the top. It's not, it's, it's not softcore porn. It's not, you know what I mean? The only one that ever, the I'll, I'll tell you right now, now as far as queer horror, the only one that will ever get away with campy and over the top is, uh, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but that's just because it's supposed to be. Science fiction. Double feature. I mean, it's supposed to be, so I don't... I just would like to say, if you are in the LGBTQ community, and you are a fan of horror, and you have not seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, put yeah. it on your list yeah. I don't... immediately. It is, it is almost like everything you could ever dream of of an LGBTQ movie. Like, it's for horror fans especially. Like, Tim Curry's character fucks my sexuality up to pieces. I'm like, I am attracted to him, and I'm not... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. Yep. But also Susan Sarandon and Meatloaf and, um... I'm forgetting the other woman's name whatever but amazing cast well yeah tim curry is dr frankenfurter it's, yep it's incredible um indie wire i really love this website and i just happened to find this uh it was 15 famously homo homoerotic horror films oh um do go on we mentioned <laughs> nightmare on Elm street 2 uh interview with the vampire we talked you know it just goes without saying vampire um good god almighty i fucking hate this movie so goddamn much but i guess it should get special mention because for some reason this motherfucker has just taken on a cult queer status is the Duke. I don't know how the fuck that happened. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but I fucking hate that goddamn movie so much. <laughs> and I don't know what happened, how all of a sudden he became, I don't know. I don't know and what stop, happened. Stop coupling him up with Pennywise. Fucking stop. Let's... Did you say the covenant's terrible? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, that one. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I've seen a. I want to. I want to. I want to see it. Look, I've seen a couple of clips. Um, there's this one scene with Sebastian Stan, and he like pushes him up against the locker and puts his hand on his neck, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me. Excuse me. Did the hand <laughs> just go on the neck? What just happened? <laughs> there's a hand on the neck. You oh, can't yeah. do that in movies. You can't do that. I can't handle that. You can't put a hand on neck and then nothing happens. I'm like, you're just gonna leave me. You're just gonna leave me like that. We're just gonna do that. You just blue balled me. Thank you Th for that. Yeah, Thank you exactly. so much. Appreciate it. Women get blue balls too. Thanks. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula again. Of course, literally any vampire movie. Any vampire movie. Any vampire movie. It's gonna happen. Um. Nightbreed, and I've seen this come up before. I haven't and seen it's that under, though. I haven't seen it in eighty thousand years. Um, it comes up a lot, or actually under um, uh, the queer collection on Shutter. That movie is featured. Oh, Nightbreed is on there. Um, Hellraiser's also on this list. Makes Again, sense. Again, this sub to, of course, yep. but Clive Clive. Barker is gay, so it's another one of those things like Ryan Murphy, gay filmmakers are going to make, you know, typically gay horror films. Um, you know, The Haunting of Hill House got brought up, of course. Um, the Last House on the Left. Wow, the original one. I forgot all about that. That's a hard movie to watch. That is a very hard movie to watch. That's um, probably why I forgot, because I put it out of my mind. Is High Tension on that? I forgot about High Tension. 
High Tension is not on this list, but yeah, it's it's this one has some older films that I didn't I didn't even think of either, which would make sense. There was uh La Diabolique came out in 1955. This one is I yeah, I'm I've heard of this one, but I've never seen it. It's a black and white. It's actually a French film about uh two women that are in a relationship that conspire to kill a man. Oh. So that one a lot of lesbian subtext um and then uh cat people oh my god cat people so cat people i always forget about this movie. i forgot about um, it too it's another one of those that's an older film 1942 so literally this woman believes that she is a descendant from a race of people that turn into cats giant cat people if they do not repress their sexual arousal so it actually says here the fear that her repressed identity will be found out as well as her resistance to committing to a heteronormative marriage made the queer themes and cat people quite clear i mean come on quite queer <laughs> quite. um fright night is also on this oh, list of course. of course again vampire film equals queer yeah. film automatically um but child's play made it in on here and the craft which you could definitely say the, the craft oh for is a sure queer horror film yeah but yeah high tension high tension high tension also if definitely. you haven't seen high tension i just kind of gave it away but um you go it's, into that film not worth, knowing it's queer it's but really worth watching though I mean, even if you don't know it doesn't matter it's the whole it's definitely the, the worth death watching. where they literally the guy gets his head stuck in the fucking the posts and she fucking pushes the the desk and takes his head off. One of the best kills in horror cinema history, for sure. It was just very gory and amazing. So we might be missing a few, but I don't I don't Oh the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead had Oh plenty, God, like, okay. Yeah. You had yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diana. Um you had was what was Tara? Tara's girlfriend. She's a lesbian. Um, anybody who was with Tara died, so you just didn't need to be with um, Tara. And then, of course, you had the, the guys. Oh God, Greg met. Greg, and... Um, I literally met both of them. I met both of them. And they were so fucking sweet. So and I'm nice. Dying. I'm dying because I'm like... But there's plenty of there's there's oh well Ross Marquad was the one actor Jesus I don't know how yeah. that how his okay oh my god that literally just I was like Ross Marquad like you, how did, the, you like I mean like his whole like, goddamn name I remembered like you're like out of literally nowhere <laughs> um yes Ross played Aaron on The Walking Dead Aaron and wasn't the other guy's name Greg? and his hold. Um, or am I just pulling that out of my ass? <laughs> Eric. Wow, Aaron and Eric. And I'm like, Greg? Aaron and Eric, you're like, Greg. Okay, wow, I don't know what Is happened. his name Greg? Is his no, name Greg? Um, no, it's yeah. Eric. Oh, Aaron okay. Eric. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you had Tara as well, who was, um, what was her name? What's her real name? Alana Masterson. Thank you. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I met her too. She was actually and really my nice. Brain was like not working. I'm like, I met her too. Duh. Um, she was really nice. Like, what? Yes. 
All um, of them are very nice. But yeah, that's uh again, like we said, we're starting to see more of it. Um I'm happy we're starting to see more of it. Oh, I'm happy sure. that we're starting to see more of it and it's normalized. I think yep. that's the big part of it that I'm that I'm I personally am happy to start seeing is that it's being normalized. You're like, oh, they're gay? Okay, cool. Like, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't... Like, it's totally fine. It's not It's not something... It's not a statement. Yeah, that's prevalent. Because it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be. And I think that's, I think that's the whole point of what we as horror fans... Um, that I think a lot of horror fans, um, especially if you're queer, gay, whatever, uh, bi, trans, you want to see not only more representation, but a healthy representation, a normalized representation. Um, because it can happen. You can cast, uh, you know, it, maybe a script was written, uh, any script that would typically be written for a heterosexual couple, you could very well put a gay couple in there and, and, cast it, not, and it not be any different. Right. And then cast gay people in those characters and it would not be any different than a straight couple. And we've seen it done and we know it can be done. So it's... I would just like to say a special shout out to Underwater because Underwater is very much a horror film and Kristen Stewart is very gay. So very much a horror film. I really want to say a special shout out to that movie. Because also, oh, real quick too, special shout out to um, a couple of other series that I wanted to mention. Dark, which is a sci-fi. I mean, I possibly considered horror uh, sci-fi series on, net horror. on Netflix. Um, they have a trans character, uh, which is amazing. Um, and a gay, there's a, a lesbian. Yeah, it's just, that gives a lot of really great representation. That's another series. Um, also, special shout out to the last season of Stranger Things and making Robin's character a lesbian. Like, that was really incredible. And it was done beautifully. Oh my god. Um, I cried I so did too. So, hard. yeah, I... Especially when she was talking to Steve about everything, when she was like you know, talking to him about how she would look at a girl in the class and she it was, oh my god, that whole speech just shattered me. Like, oh my fucking god. Also, she's fucking hot too. So... And she looks just like, she looks just like Uma Thurman. <laughs> just of like which, her. Look, Quentin Tarantino got my hopes up big time at the end of that podcast because he talked about not making movies anymore. But then he talked about the possibility of a Kill Bill 3 and continuing on uh, her story and casting Uma and her daughter as BB. And I'm like, don't you fucking dare, Quentin. Don't you make promises you don't intend to keep, sir. Because you have no... Look. Look. Especially my husband. He fucking loves Kill Bill. But, I mean, we both do. Like, a, but I mean, him especially. And anybody that's a fan of that, you've been dying to know what happened to the bride, what, what happened to Beatrix and Bibi. Like, you want to know what fucking happened. And her... Her daughter looks exactly almost. I mean, they look. 
She looks exactly like her mom. Especially at that age. She looks exactly like her mom. Just and like her. It, it, yeah. So, look, I heard that and I about fucking died because I was like, Quentin. <laughs> don't you, sir. <laughs> don't you fucking play. Don't you play with me. Don't you fucking play. There's a whole group of people that were sitting there like, don't fucking play. Because I'm sure Maya would want to do it. Oh, I'd have no doubt. I'm sure Maya would, would want to do no it. Doubt. Like, love to. in a heartbeat. I'm oh, sure yeah. Maya would want to do it. I'm sure Uma would, Uma could still oh, do yeah. it. She could. She's still a she fucking still badass. Zoe was her stunt double. Zoe could still fucking do it. She so could do let's, it. Let's, let's get on this, please. Let's make this happen. Let's, so anybody out there, there listening, anybody that's out there listening that possibly has a connection to Quentin Tarantino, just be a little bug in his ear. Just saying. I mean, I know he's busy. He's had a book. Hey, he just had a book come out. But, you know, I mean, you know, we, we're done with that now. So let's focus on <laughs> it's done. It's out. Whatever. Let's let's move on, please. To that was fun. I'm excited. I, or this this was exciting. I'm really glad we decided to do this. Um, you know, we were excited about doing this last last week. And again, it's always gay pride. So we I'm definitely always... want to talk about it. I'm well, like always said, like we talked about black black people in horror that horror noir documentary mm -hmm. was done so very well and I really really wanted to talk about LGBTQ plus representation in horror and I really want to see a solid document you know Scream Queens is a really good one but it's more focused on that movie and that story but I would really love to see a solid documentary done in the same style as horror noir. Um, to show over the years of that representation, uh, specifically in horror film. Um, yes. I want to see it happen. I really do. I really want to see it happen. And I would like to see more of the beautifulness that's happening right now, which is just what Becky said, and it's just the normalization. Um, this is not horror, but I do want to bring this up. Um... This is not really a spoiler, especially if you know the comics at all, or this character, or even Norse mythology. Um, Loki confirmed that he was bisexual in last week's episode. That. It's not really a spoiler, though. In all honesty, it's really not because in the comics he was look. It wasn't he was for, queer. It wasn't for me because I. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like in Norse okay. mythology. He's queer, so yeah. like. But I just loved it. I loved it so much because Disney is finally getting the balls to because Disney's been very openly openly about the LGBTQ community but they've been kind of a little reserved about making gay characters especially large characters um a part of the LGBTQ community because let's be real Elsa um but for when the conversation he was having with somebody I can't say who because it will, that is a spoiler, but he's having a conversation with somebody and they're like, well, I'm sure you've had many princesses in your time or even princes. And he's like, I get around. Yeah, I get around with both. And like, and I was like, because <laughs> I, I mean, like, it wasn't shocking. I knew he was bisexual. We all knew he was queer. But for Disney to be like, here. <laughs> and we were all like, <laughs> like, we were all like so excited because Tom Hiddleston 
is also queer. So you have a queer person playing a queer character and it's just amazing. And I just really wanted to give a shout out to that because it was just so normal. The way Disney put it in there, it wasn't like, you know, when the person was talking to him, they weren't like, hmm, or, you know, like boys and like everything. And he... He it was just so nonchalantly slipped in there, and he was like, "Yeah, as it should be." And even he was to the other person. He was like, "Oh, I bet you've gotten around with both too, huh?" You and they were like, "Yep." Yeah, and I was like, "The bisexuality, pansexuality in this room is just beautiful. <laughs> That's what we need. I want to see." Yes. There's a lot. Of, this is something I want to bring up too. There's a lot of lesbian representation there's a lot of gay representation pansexuals and bisexuals really need more representation and this just isn't horror this is everything bisexuals and pansexuals i feel like get the boot most of the time asexuals do too and i'm like you know asexuals just because they're not sexually attracted to anybody doesn't make them any less of a person bisexuals and pansexuals deserve more representation as well. Like, it's okay to like both. Personally, I wish I could. Yes. <laughs> you fucking bis and pans. I wish I could like both, but, you know, I guess, whatever. But, um, no, for real, like, that representation means a lot to me just because Becky is pansexual, I have a lot of close friends who are pan. Um, I have a couple friends who are bi. And it's like, you know, I just wish they need representation too. Like, just because they like both doesn't mean that they don't matter. And asexuals need more. I don't personally know any asexuals, but I know they exist. And just because you're not sexually attracted to anybody doesn't mean you don't you shouldn't get representation. So they need representation too. All right, I'm I agree, my and it should be done in a very. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, our hope is that one day, you won't even need to say this. Nope, we won't even need to talk about this because it won't even be a thing. You'll it's not going to be gay marriage. You'll just or a gay see relationship. More, it's just a relationship or interracial relationship. Yeah, like you know, you don't even. There, you know, the fact that there'll become a time where representation for black people, for people of color, for the Asian community, for the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, the hope is that one day you you won't have to point any of that out and it won't have to be about representation because it's already there and it's just regular like everybody else so that's the hope one day yes that's my hope is that it'll just be second nature and uh it just won't matter you know like kissing someone when you see straight people kiss all the time or how about we not come out you know, do straight to, people come out? Do I, I had to actually explain that. I had a really interesting conversation with my dad where I explained it to him that, you know, even, even when people who are supportive say, okay, well, you're gay. And why does that matter? You know, I don't care. And it's like, okay, well, you may not care, 
but the rest of the world does. And that's why it's important. That's why coming out that's is why important. why we have pride. That's why it's important because for so long, maybe to a small group of people or to your individual friends and family, it was okay. But to the rest of the world, you'd get thrown in jail or a mental institution. Actually, there's still quite a few parts of the world you'll get thrown in jail or there are still or so, just plain killed. How yeah. about that? You'll just get plain killed. There are you know, so many like countries. Literally in the streets in broad daylight because you're gay and nobody will care. Um, so that's still a thing. Um, yeah, getting so stoned is still a thing. That's why. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important. Because even now, still to still now to come out is a death sentence. To be out. So to the world to be out. So that's why it's so important. Because whereas, that's why I explained to my dad, me ultimately, even though I've never felt like I was ever in, but um, <laughs> me like, I guess, coming out and being vo more vocal about it is for those people who don't have that chance or will never get that chance or finally got that chance and it means so much to them. Well, and my my thing is too, is I don't ever want people to, to because I, again, with what she was saying about bi and pan representation that's so important is I don't ever want people to just assume that because I'm, I fell in love and chose to spend my life with a man that I am by any means straight. And I, I, Bitch, I hate that, curved as shit. I hate that a lot of <laughs> bisexual and pan men and women who yeah. are in heteronormative relationships automatically are like, well, but you're, but you're in a hetero relationship. It's not even just that. When they're in a gay relationship, they still are like, well, yeah. you're, if you're, yeah. well, oh, yeah, you're yeah, with yeah, a yeah. woman, so yeah. you're a lesbian. Well, a man is with a man, so he's gay. No, no. She still likes men. He still likes women. This is just who they happened to fall in love, fall with. In love with. So, yeah, but, you know. The fact that you have to even explain that. So, I mean, that's honestly, I feel bad for you guys and pans because I'm over here like, yeah, women. And then y'all are like, yeah, both. And everyone's like, but why? And you're like, oh, my God, I have to explain this again. Because I'm a selfish bitch. You get, listen. I don't explain it anymore because I This get is why way, I am And I'm not jealous. selfish at all. <laughs> you have all of the ass. You get to choose from all of the ass. Yeah, but we're still just as equally as awkward. It's true. But you get all to of the both. ass. And I'm over here like, I just want the female But ass. we really don't because like I said, we're still equally awkward. So I can't, I can't hit on a man and I can't hit on a woman. So I'm still over here like. I love these women who are bisexual or pansexual and they're going off about how like, they're like me flirting with a man. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm great. Oh, you want to go out? Sure. Yeah, let's go out. Exactly. Me flirting with a woman. Yep. I will literally do anything you want. Yep. Here is my, here is my social. Yep. Here mm -hmm. is my checkbook. Mm -hmm. Here, oh, you, my queen. I worship you. And I'm like, I'm a lesbian and I mm -hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Oh, hundred percent. Why? I'm over here going, yep. Mm -hmm. Why are mm -hmm. women so intimidating? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're hot. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like it's the underlying fact of they're not aggressive. Yeah. Some of them are. I some of them are, but they're more rare. And when they are, you know it right. But you're off typically bat, but... a lot less intimidated than you would be around a man. You just it's men it's, it's like a like, default. Yeah. It's almost like a default. But then within a but then with a woman it's like <laughs> I can't. Hi, my name is my name is my name, my name is, is that's literally me. That's me. <laughs> it's literally me. Or I just stare awkwardly, awkwardly without blinking. Oh, I've that's, done that. Because oh. that's not weird at all. Yeah, I've done that. And I don't mean to. Oh, I really don't I mean to. And it's just like, I, I didn't mean to make this awkward. I just think you're really pretty. Oh I, my God. Just... And the look of disgust I get where they're like, oh, what the fuck is wrong? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I love it when a woman thinks. Because like if somebody was eyeballing me like that, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Unless they were hot. And now they are like, <laughs> just staring a hole, not blinking like a fucking serial killer <laughs> over here. God damn it. Excuse me, ma'am. You good? What? <laughs> I love it when a, when a woman and a man walks by. Clearly they're together. And like, clearly. I'm looking at her. This was before I looked the way I look right now because, yes, I understand the stereotypical look. I have it. I understand that. Um, but when I had longer hair and didn't particularly have the look, um, everyone's like ranting and raving right now and screaming. They're like, Meh. and I'm like, no, seriously. Like, I'm very aware of the stereotype. Like, I'm not upset about it. It's whatever. You're like, I'm very um, It's probably why most men stay away from me now. Praise Jesus. They're like, yay. It's not a bad thing. Um, but anyway, so it's really funny because I'll stare. I would have. I would stare at the girl, and she would think I was looking at a boyfriend. And I'm like, no, baby, mm -mm. I am not looking I, at him. Oh my I am God, looking I've at that, you. I have had that happen to me before. I've had that happen to me before, and then you see the chick like look at you with an attitude and like grab her boyfriend. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Honey, grab him. I don't want him. Nobody's. I'm. I'm not looking at him at all. I'm looking at you at all, ma'am. Hello. <laughs> I mean, when we went to Pride a couple weeks ago, I full on stopped and turned around and looked at somebody yeah. hard. <laughs> like really fucking that gay hard. guy that did that to the guy in the muscle shirt. I thought I was gonna fall over. That I was, was dying. The he was funniest thing. He like full three sixty whipped around <laughs> and stopped dead in his tracks, and his friends just kept on walking. And he's like, I don't care. I was like, that's amazing. I was trying to tell you where she was, and you were like, where? And I was like, right there, right there. I'm looking at her, and then she looked up, and I was like, mm. <laughs> you're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, this has been fun. I have enjoyed awesome. I have enjoyed talking about this. This is something near and dear to both of our hearts, clearly. And we hope you gave we hope we gave you guys some good <laughs> we hope ideas. Gay. Exactly. Um if you've never seen any, yeah, for sure. Definitely please watch May. Please watch the Exorcist series. Please like a lot of these things are so underrated too. The watch. Um, I need to really... rewatch the Exorcist series. I've been talking about it recently, and I'm like, ooh, I need to rewatch that. 
was so well done. So perfect. Even in the second scene. Well, God, there's a gay character in the second scene. I talked about that. She's, she's she talks in, about the conversion camp. Right. Yeah. Because um, her character, well, she's in Deadpool and she's a gay Tragedy Girls character too. in Deadpool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. She wasn't very... Well, Tragedy Girls, I guess, could technically be considered sort of queer because, honestly, they have a little bit of gay tension between the two of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. That's and Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> He's so fucking stupid in that movie. He's also bisexual. Love him. I'm just also... Love him. It just kills me because I just... Look. <laughs> he was a literal baby the first time I ever saw him in anything and was it Bridge to Terabithia or was it Journey to the Center of the Earth? It was Zathura, I think. Oh, it was neither. Oh my god, he was a literal baby. Yeah, I know. That's was it Kristen Stewart in Yeah, that? she was. She was, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Um <laughs> Yeah, she was. Uh I think that was the first movie I ever saw her in. Did you see Catch That Kid? No, I she was in like a made for TV movie. Panic Room? No. She was in like a lifetime movie. She was in like a oh my made god, for she TV. was little little. You know what? You know which one I'm talking. Yeah, oh she my was god, very little. That was like the first yeah. thing I ever saw her in. Yeah, but yeah, Josh Hutcherson. It was it was even before. I don't, I don't like to talk about what you did, but like that it was before <laughs> to this day. Hurts hurts so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, and now I look at him and I'm just like, what happened? He grew up so fast. They grew up so fast. He did though. I mean, he really did. He really did. He's he's good looking. He's very he's nice a, looking. He's cute. He's well, he was a, cute. he was a cute kid. So you know, it's one of those things. It's like okay, well, you kind of knew that he was going to be good looking when he grew up because he was a really cute kid. Anna Sophia Rob looks exactly the same to me. She looks exactly the fucking same. She was in that 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 uh, what was that mini series? Carrie about Diaries. That? Not that one. Okay. Um, that was a terrible scene. I was not a Sex and the City fan. So, Neither um, was I. No, the one about uh, the girl that killed her mom. Remember they turned it into a series? She played the neighbor. And that fucked me. It took me like... The one with Patricia Arquette. Correct? Yes. It took me three episodes to finally realize that, that was fucking Anna Sophia. The I cop was, from Sinister. I'm looking at her and I'm like, why? And then I kept... The girl from Annabelle. Her fucking face. She still looks exactly the same. She still looks exactly she really does. the same. She's just taller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she Her face. Yeah, like changed. same exact face. She just, everything else grew up, essentially. <laughs> everything else grew. <laughs> I'm just gonna think. Uh, boobs. Um, anyway. I love boobs. Who same. doesn't love boobs? Boobs. Gay Your men boobs. love boobs. Yeah. Actually, no, that's a lie. I love I my boobs. I love your boobs. I love all boobs. All boobs are great. Sometimes you just gotta cop a feel. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I ask my friends. I'm like, can I touch your titty? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, I don't hey. have a lot. But, you know, it, it, it's welcome. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, if you want to. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> can I touch your titty? <laughs> oh, like, is for the way will never not be funny. I randomly watched the whole entire thing the other day because oh. I hadn't heard it in so is long. Is for the only ditty I see. Her girlfriend losing it is very very voluptuous. She's like, oh wait, 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 no. 
I just love that her girlfriend is in the background just laughing the entire video. She is losing it. <laughs> and it's the way she talks. For your daddy. <laughs> She's just... Oh, look what she does. For your daddies. And the whole time she's a fucking potato. Like, what the fuck? Well, and two, if you, if you're... My husband would do something like that. He I would do something would like do, that. That's what I'm saying. Would I would absolutely, that would do, something absolutely like that. do something like that. I think that's what need made to, it You don't even need to be my girlfriend for me to appreciate your titties. Exactly. And I'm going to write a song like that for you. And I'm going to be like... Have oh. you been seeing that one going around where it's husbands with their wives and all of a sudden the song is like, let me suck them titties, babe. I'm not, I'm not that, on that side of And it TikTok. sounds like an R&B, it sounds like an R&B song. Like it'll just be like a husband and wife like in the kitchen or they're just standing there and all of a sudden the song come on. The wife's like, oh, okay, I like this beat. And then, and the husband's just smiling like, cause he knows what's coming and he's looking right in the camera. <laughs> and all of a sudden the song just goes, let me suck my titties, babe. And the husband's still smiling and the wife's like, immediately frowns. Immediately she has like, a song. She's like, what the fuck? And then just like walks away. I appreciate the ones too. Those are the like, best. It like goes into this beautiful beat or this beat and then it goes, so there you go. Oh, can't make a wife out of a hoe. And the wife always goes. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> really? I love it. That's awesome. So you're going to do your own laundry and you're going to cook your own and you can watch the kids. I'm going to Target. And you can... I saw a thing the day that said, I have to run errands today. The errands, Starbucks and Target. I was like, that's an errand. It is an errand. It is. Have you finished those errands? Have you finished those errands? Errands, errands. SpongeBob. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Also guys. a queer character. Very gay. <laughs> I love how SpongeBob came out and we were all like, duh. What? Why is this? Like, it was like when Clay Aiken came out. We were like, we know. Thanks. I mean, when Kristen Stewart came out. We know. Thanks. I'm so gay, dude. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> Got it. When you were dating Robert, I was confused. <laughs> a lot of us were. We were all like, the fuck is happening? Like, huh? Like, like, oh, she doesn't know yet. It's okay. I didn't know when you met me. I know. You were one of those where she, I was like, oh, she doesn't know yet. Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> he you figured it out, though. Scott, I, you figured it out. Scotty still doesn't know. But. I figured it out with the guy I was with. That's usually how it happens. <laughs> because. That's typically I'll how get, it happens. I'll get personal real, real quick for a second before we end, because this is actually really fucking funny. So one of my best friends, that's still one of my best friends, she was like, so how's, how's it going with the boyfriend? And I was like, it's really great, but the sex sucks. And she's like, why? <laughs> and I was like, I'm just, it just, I'm just not. And she's like, why are you not? And I was like, she's like, some red flags. You thinking maybe you might not be bisexual? You thinking maybe you might be a little gay? And I was like, I do like the boobies. And he doesn't have those. Which I thought yeah. was actually just really funny because I was like, there was one time I literally got mad because I went, I don't, like, I was thinking about a woman when we were doing it and I went to reach and I was like, there's nothing there. 
Mmm. I didn't like that. That sucks. But yeah, guys, there's a nice deep dive into that story, but I thought it was hilarious because she was like, you think you might be a little gay? I don't think you're the only person that's ever happened to. Oh, God, no. I'm sure quite a number of people have those stories where they're just like, oh, yeah, that's when I knew. <laughs> I knew. I, I like, knew. Oh, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to get it on a shirt. I knew when there wasn't a titty to grab. <laughs> I knew when she didn't have a penis, that would be for the gay men, I'm guessing. I don't know. That's like the closest I have. I knew when there wasn't a dick to grab. I knew when there wasn't a dick to grab. There was no dick. There was no titty. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> so, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Gays. Um, next week, I'm going to let Becky talk about... Um, so, true crime. True crime, yes. Yep, we got a true crime one coming up. It uh, feels like it's been a minute. Um... This one, uh, you know, because we're keeping up with the um, unsolved murders. Um, this one I randomly came up on on a BuzzFeed article. I had completely forgotten about this and didn't realize to this day that it's still unsolved. Um, so if you guys didn't, if you guys don't know, uh, the reason why bottles of like Tylenol or uh, Advil have those tamper-proof caps, you know, those child-proof things that you fucking struggle with, but you're like, God damn it, this is giving me more of a headache than I already have. Well, there's a reason why. Um, back in 1982, there were a series of unsolved murders because Tylenol uh, bottles were um, dosed with, were laced, rather, with strychnine, and people were poisoned, and they died. Um... You know, they, they don't know if it was a personal attack. They don't know if it was random. Like I said, this happened in 1982, and still to this day, these murders are unsolved. Um, so, yeah, I am really interested to talk about this because I still think this is a story that a lot of people either have no idea or they just completely forgot about. I didn't forget about it. I just didn't realize that it was still unsolved to this day and they don't know who did it. So I don't know the details, but I do remember I've heard well, yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah, cuz so. I think it and I think it was one of those things where it happened to come up where it's like, you know, why 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 are pill bottles tampered? Well, that's why. Because they're <laughs> these pill bottles aren't even fucking child proof. They're adult proof. Some of them. Oh, some. I. Oh my God. Some of them I call them like stupid proof because you just can't even. I mean, you try everything. You're I like, don't remember. You're which... like, I have the arrows lined up. God, that fucking. That's, that's literally my. There was literally <coughs> one. Bless me. you. There was. Bless you. There was literally one time where I genuinely left one undone because I was like, I can't fucking do this every time. I will throw myself off a cliff. Like, I can't. <laughs> These arrows are lined up. I don't understand And the why. one where you have to press down. Press down and turn. You know, that's You great. know, you're supposed to actually be able to hold it with one hand, press down with the other hand, and open it. But no. Sometimes you gotta put the motherfucker on the table, take two hands, and press down and turn. It also doesn't help if you're like me, where my... My hands are constantly sweaty, which I found out years later that that's an anxiety thing. What is it? it? Oh. I didn't know. Great. I'm like, oh, it's great. Oh. That was like the other day when I found out that memory loss is a sign of anxiety and depression and trauma. And I was like, 
What's really funny is that here lately, I've had very bad memory loss. Oh, I have whole periods of, of my life I just, I can't account for. And I'm just sort of like, cool, maybe I'm not supposed to. My brain is blocking it. And I do not want to be motherfucking hypnotized because the fourth kind. So fuck that shit. Maybe I'm just not supposed to remember. Maybe I'm just not supposed to remember. Maybe hypnotize me. Now come. Maybe I'm just not Come get me. Oh, wait. That's right. I forgot. Come get me, please. I'm tired of this place. Can you imagine an alien being like, mm, we're coming to get you. Take me. Please. What? I'm sick of it Take here. me. No. <laughs> um, I was flying past and Earth is ghetto. <laughs> You guys haven't seen that is the funniest. Thing. The demon, the demon at the foot of my bed. Mm-hmm. I was on my way. Take me. The take guy me. that had the alien thing, and he was like, "Uh, I was on my way to Pluto, and I went past Earth, and I was gonna land there, but y'all, Earth is ghetto. I don't know if, if you guys haven't seen that. It's a funniest. Why do you think UFO sightings have stopped? Not stopped, but there's not as many now. Well, no, they just me. they they fly by. If you notice that, they don't ever stop here. Not anymore. Not anymore. They yeah, they're, they're like, like oh God. they're like, ooh, Mm-mm. y'all catch this new episode of Earth. <laughs> like they got this thing called coronavirus. I'm not taking that back to my galaxy. Fuck y'all. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my chest in check. <laughs> We, I don't even have lungs, and I don't want fucking. I don't even have lungs. How the fuck are you breathing? <laughs> you, are you breathing through your butt cheeks? Like what? That's how we get down. We breathe through our butt cheeks. I could get Corona in my butt cheeks. I don't know. I'm not taking that back to my planet. Fuck that. Corona. My whole social life is gone. I have coronavirus in my butt cheeks. Barona. I can't go to the club. Ain't no. I got Corona in the butt. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Got butt Corona. Wow, we went from gay to butt Corona. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, of course, you know we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all at DFWTO Podcast. The Twitter handle is DFWTO eighty eight eleven. Yes. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to say hey, <clears throat> our email is DFWTO eighty four ninety three at gmail Please give us a follow and subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcast, and Spotify so you know whenever we put out new episodes because like last week we didn't do it and we made an announcement so you guys can make sure that you know when we put out new episodes. Stay safe this week. Yep. (laughs) Go see a horror movie. Go see a gay horror movie. Watch gay shit because... Yep. Gay shit. Hey, get vaccinated. Do and that. If you're not, make sure you're still wearing your masks. You know, there are people out there that still don't have healthy immune systems, and you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna do our part. And Keep guys, of course, remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Gay.